Welcome to the Conversations About Light podcast, a King's Cross podcast illuminating our desire to engage in lighthearted conversations that are grounded in scripture. Our hope is that through these conversations, our community will be encouraged and grow in their curiosity about light. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Conversations About Light. I'm your host Caleb and I'm joined here with Mark and Josh today. Hello in the room. Thanks for having us. Thanks for coming. <laughs> so, let's dive straight into it. We're, we're in the season, the series, the season series of Standing Firm. <laughs> uh, we're we're going to be talking about the Helmet of Salvation um, but before we do, I thought we'd just throw around a few thoughts on beach etiquette. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what are what are your top two beach etiquette guidelines? Can you give me one <laughs> so I understand the example? Yeah, so for me it would be like if you're getting changed at the beach, it's appropriate to use a towel poncho. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You you go now. <laughs> Uh, when I was in India, there were cows, cows on the beach pooing. So for me, that's a no-go zone. No, uh, <laughs> if less cows on the beach is, is my personal preference. Yeah, no aquaturds no. or cows. I cannot confirm or deny any of that. <laughs> Josh has got one. Oh, I've got one. Mark? Um, I would push back on your beach <laughs> etiquette. Say <laughs> so if you're at the beach, get dressed however you like. You're at the beach. Really? Yeah. No towel needed. Do you feel judged, Mark? (laughs) (laughs) No. No? No. All right, well. (coughs) I just feel like you may be a little bit private. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like you may be not private enough. (laughs) I've taught all my children, if you're at the beach, it doesn't matter. You can drop your dags. (laughs) Surely there's an age, though. (laughs) Well, they don't do it, which just makes me think they're not beach people. But apparently... Uh, apparently they might be. <laughs> well, if you're going to the beach with Mark, just watch out. <laughs> Take an extra towel poncho. Cool. <laughs> well, we are in the series Standing Firm, and today's scripture is from Ephesians six seventeen. And take up and take the helmet of salvation. I can't believe I <laughs> I messed that up. <laughs> Six six words. (laughs) Um, This is a tricky one. So, Mm. any any initial thoughts to to try and tackle it? It it is short, but Mm. if the more you look at it, the the harder it becomes. What what does it mean to take this helmet of salvation? Yeah, I think it. I think it is tricky for the reason that the word salvation so often in our theological framework or just in the way we think as Christians is that salvation is something where Jesus died on my behalf and I received life from him. I was dead and I was made alive. So that justification transaction is most often summed up in that word salvation. Mm-hmm. So when then when Paul says, oh, put it on, I guess it could be, or take it up, it seems like, oh, I thought I hadn't Jesus rescued me already. So I guess for me that's the tricky part in this verse. So maybe just thinking through what might it mean to take up salvation. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
my granddad has this when he was he he my granddad has passed away but he had the same name as I do I had his I have his name and he fought in the second world war uh for the Brit, for the british army and um I got a lot of his army gear handed down flag bag sword um wow. Cool. A marching sword. I don't think they fought with swords in the Second World War, <laughs> but a marching sword. Um, and what's interesting is, I, I think in a way, like I could, I could pick one of those things up. I, I like the bag. I, it's a duffel bag. I can use it for whatever I want. But on it, it's got his name hmm. and where he's from and where he's going, so that the ship knows like where to get it for him. Hmm. Um, and I think the point I'm trying to make is historically. That represents something that happened. Mm-hmm. Like, however I use it, doesn't change mm-hmm. that that thing represents a victory that is had. Like, history will never be changed. the The Second World War is over, mm-hmm. and he was part of a victory in in that particular instance. Um, when we were chatting, Josh alluded to Isaiah fifty nine. This is what it says, and it's talking about Jesus, prophesying about Jesus. Mm-hmm. It says. I'm just going to say Jesus for the he, for he, because as I didn't know who it was yet, Jesus put on righteousness as his breastplate, and the helmet of salvation on his head. Um, and so when we, even when we come here, it's good to remember that when we put on the helmet of salvation, it's not our, it's not our helmet or salvation through our battling. We're putting on a helmet that already belongs to Jesus. Yeah. It represents a victory that's already been won. Very good. But we need to wear it every day because we can easily forget the victory that's been won and try and fight battles that are not ours mm. um, to fight alone, if yeah. that, particularly against sin and Satan. Very good. But remembering that Jesus has victory over uh, sin, sin and death yeah, and putting good. on kind of his helmet of salvation consciously knowing he has victory means even while we struggle against sin we already know we're victorious regardless you know so we may be fighting with we may be feeling anxious or fearful or nervous or doubtful or tempted or greedy or you know or impatient or angry and in those moments you know as we as we wear the helmet of salvation and we wrestle against those things there's this kind of hope beyond the immediate struggle um, doesn't separate us from the struggle. It doesn't even mean that we pass the struggle very well. It just means that there is a hope beyond the struggle yeah. that we're moving towards. Um, and so I think the I think the author I think Paul is saying, yeah. consciously put on the awareness of Christ's victory. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, very good. I think the scriptures speak like that constantly in those those three frameworks. I I've been redeemed. God is redeeming me. I will be completely redeemed. And so I have a, I have notes in my in my Bible on those that whenever there's these three three tenses used. You know, I think Paul goes, "I've been saved," Ephesians two, or "You are saved." I am being saved, one Corinthians one. I shall be saved, Romans five. Mm-hmm. Jesus says, "The kingdom has come. The kingdom is among you. The kingdom is coming." Yeah. So which is it? Oh, it's, yeah, it's yes. You know, John says. Um, we have eternal. We've received eternal life. We we will. Or we are receiving eternal life. We will receive eternal life. Uh, um, you know, we have. We've received fellowship, or we abide in Him. We do abide in Him. We shall abide in Him. Very this good. kind of the the idea that um, so that um, you know salvation. I think in the in the in the scriptural framework, 
it's exactly as you describe, Mark. It's it's just yeah. There's this incredible salvation which is wrought and won, but now we get to enjoy that. Yeah. We get to don this helmet, and and God is transforming us. We're being transformed by the renewing of our minds. When we take up this full armor, something is happening to us in the present moment. So this is not just. Uh, Paul's not talking about, hey, I want to tell you about a doctrine about when Jesus died on the cross. He's saying, right now in this battle, salvation is no, yours. Good. Goodness is yours. Rescue is yours. Redemption is yours. Take it up. Yeah, very so good. I think for me that's yeah exactly as you describe it. Mm. It's gloriously past. It's gloriously present. And I think that's the one we struggle with the most. Yeah. Uh, where's my salvation right now? Yeah, I, I think that's a great pickup, Josh. I was forgiven, yes. not hard. Yeah, I will be totally redeemed, yeah. not hard. Yes, I am being forgiven and redeemed right yeah. now in this yeah. war. Yeah. Much harder mm. uh, to work out. Yeah. So how how then do you become present and aware of salvation? Mm. Maybe. I don't like looking at the negative things, but one of the, one of the ways in which you you tell that you've left your helmet at home is the presence of sin. You know what I mean. So when you when you are, you know, I think Paul describes the works of the flesh are obvious, and he lists some horrific things, but then he lists some very normal things, you know, like uh, anger and <laughs> um, rudeness to your parents, and like whoa, <laughs> and murderers. And he's like, oh, all. The, so I think the the maybe one of the the ways in which we we kind of become present. We're aware. We go. Oh, what what clothes am I wearing today? Well, I didn't really. I haven't really put this on. I got. I've got my gangster hat on, not my helmet. <laughs> <laughs> well, do you know? Do you know what I mean? You, you, you. I think you feel clothes give you a feeling, right? Well, they do for me anyway. Yeah. You have a sense of what you're wearing and what you're or what you're not wearing. If you're at the beach, Mark, um, <laughs> <laughs> you you have that, or other people do at least. <laughs> but there's a sense of what's what's on, and so I think maybe um, you know this is why Paul's drawing this imagery. Oh, you you really can't tell the difference. That, yeah. What your thoughts on? Yeah, I, I like that, and I think it. There's also like the degree to which sin um, hurts you or wounds you. Mm. So a little bit layer beneath that. Not only are you is there the presence of sin, but but how does it? There should be no mortal wounds. Mm. Um, there's this funny story told, true story by Flavius Josephus, the famous Jewish historian, who um, <laughs> oh, I know him. <laughs> yeah, who, who you know one of the great one of the yeah. great uh, reasons we know Jesus historically. One of the best defenses is that. The Jewish historian Josephus wrote about him, and he didn't believe in him, but wrote accounts of how others believe, and th- these are the re- records of what he's done, and wow. he, um, that's one of the historical kind of evidences of Jesus's life. But he was also a warrior, and, and one of the things he writes about is this one war where the Romans come up against the Jews, and there's this like one Roman soldier that's just terrifying, and he kind of the I mean Josephus writes it brilliantly. He like he almost lands from this tower with this like dust of smoke, <laughs> and it says the Jews turn and run into the temple. It's like by the hundreds, <laughs> one against hundreds, and they all just turn and run into the temple. And this guy's name is Julian. <laughs> he starts chasing after them, and he catches. And as he catches them, he just kills them. He's just like hunting them down, and it's literally like run for yeah. your life. Um, one of those movies. And um, and they run into the temple, into the kind of the second in a in a court, and um, 
Julian runs in as well, and the temple floors are smooth stone, and he's got these hobnails under his leather shoes, and skids on the on his shoes, and falls onto his back, and they hear the clang of the armor, the breastplate, and the helmet, and the hitting the ground, and they turn around and they they see they've got him. He's on his back, and he's got hobnailed shoes. He's not going to be able to jump up real quick. So they run back at him and they just start with their, their spears and swords trying to kill Julian. Um, and Julian fights them off and wounds them. And he's like, but he, but, it, but he describes how Julian sucks his neck down into his <laughs> chest so that his breastplate of righteous, well, you know, of righteous and his helmet of, will just save him. <laughs> so the, the, what, what jo- Josephus says is, Regardless, they've got him on his back. They cannot kill him because the the swords are hitting him, but they're hitting his yeah. they're hitting his um, breastplate and his uh, helmet, and his neck sucked into his armor. <laughs> so and he's like fighting and causing injuries, and then eventually he sees the Roman soldiers yeah. behind him uh, retreating, and he realizes he's got no chance, and he gives himself up, and they mortally wound him. Oh, wow. um, but I, I think the point, the, the only point I was trying to make there is that <laughs> <laughs> don't wear studded shoes in a temple. <laughs> yeah, even when we face, even even I, I guess I just want to be thinking of those Christians that when you stumble into sin, when you when you find sin, because we will, whether it's something yeah. emotional like anger or impatience, uh, or whether it's something physical, wh- whatever it might be, it shouldn't cause a mortal wound to your to you or your faith. The the salvation of Jesus it should be clanging it ma- should make your ears ring it should like yeah. there should be a sense of like this is wrong but yeah. it it shouldn't mortally wound you um, and how because you have to consciously put on the salvation I I am saved not because I deserve it not because I earned it but because of what Christ has won and this will not kill me but mm-hmm. now I must fight back yeah if wow. that, you know. Yeah, and it's a beautiful picture as well. It's a, a free gift, right? Yeah. It's nothing that we've done or can do. It's just something that we put on. Yeah. And then it does the work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's right. I think in the text in Ephesians, he, he does say that because so that you will be able to stand against everything. You know, like the yeah. Paul's assumption is that this uh, this works. Yeah, very good. <laughs> There's no, um, hey, try this out. We'll, we'll send out some cannon fodder and see who comes back, and we'll improve the armor later. <laughs> you know, <laughs> there's none of that. There's none of that in, in Paul's thinking whatsoever. It's like, no, this this uh, this salvation is complete. It it works completely. The only danger is that you don't take it up. Yeah. <laughs> the only danger is that you do, you know. Let it down. Yeah. Forget your helmet, or you know, forget, and that's exactly what happens. Yeah, when we we begin to think, oh, God's not redeeming, God's not rescuing me, then we begin to live in that space. And what really does happen is we kind of lose our grip. We yeah. we we stumble, we fall, and and there's fiery darts get in. You know? So uh, I I love it. I think just the sufficiency of all that Christ has mm. provided is 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 I think clear in Paul's mind in these in yeah. this description of of the war. He's like he's not wondering. Yeah. yeah. Oh, the soldier's going to have enough armor. Yeah. Very yeah. Good. Mark, you mentioned um, while we were chatting beforehand about it, it could possibly bring hope as well. 
is that something that are you able to share a bit more on that how the helmet of salvation can bring hope yeah i mean i think i think we mentioned a little bit in the podcast already but i think that all of us have walked with people or ourselves where they've really where something in their lives is really causing great discouragement um, and the potential to lose faith and joy and peace, um, which you're not supposed to, right? Like hope, joy, mm. love are supposed to be these like attributes of our faith that follow us. And um, I think what happen, what can happen is that persistent struggles can make people over time feel very, very weak and start to feel very discouraged about themselves. Um, and this is more a pastoral comment, that, so that I think the enemy is happy to play the long game. So if he can't like get you with one foul swoop, he he can discourage you over years. And I think it's what this does, what the helmet of salvation does, what consciously putting it on and and remembering who we are in Christ and the victory that Christ has, and the putting on this helmet of salvation and being assured of what we have as a gift from God puts our hope beyond our circumstance into what he has promised. Mm. And so we, we have this kind of attitude of like, um, there will be an end to this sin or there will be an end to the struggle or this challenge. There will be an end. Mm. It is going to end. It does, it's, it's not going to be, it's not without time. It's not infinite. This thing is finite. And if it doesn't end today or tomorrow, it will end at some point. And so we have a, that's why I guess the picture, that's why I think it gives us a hope um, because it, it, it enables us in a way, you know, if you were, if you were wounded in battle, but you knew at the end you won, you, you just knew, um, somehow you had already seen it, you would, you would be able to find the strength to get up again mm. um, and put your faith in God again and stand in your salvation again and fight back because, you know, like, well, in the end, I know how this ends. So I, I think I think that the helmet of salvation gives us, for those who are discouraged, for those, you know, we, we, when we welcome people to church, you know, for those, those um, Jesus, the friend of sinners, um, the downcast, the hurting, there is hope um, that does come through salvation in Jesus alone.